Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of Parenting in Real Life. Yeah. We took a little break for our general conference last weekend. If you watched it, hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So to start off, we have two parenting in real life moments. (laughs) Like, I wish you could have seen that Alan's eyes widened. (laughs) Like, literally widened. Her note is very weird. (laughs) Because this word means a lot of things. (laughs) The word is contact. So I'm talking about the contact between your eyeballs. It's just said one contact in church. And I was like, you talk to one person at church. (laughs) Good for me. Whoopee, Lex. <laughs> Actually, where our ward is growing so fast, like, just, I don't know, just getting, like, talking to one person makes me feel good. <laughs> I did make a comment in Sunday school today, which is rare for me. I always feel uncomfortable making comments, so I was really proud of myself. So impressed. Thank you. Um, actually, this is about contacts, as I said. Um, so when we were at church today, I noticed that my eyes were a little blurry. I do wear contacts, um, mostly for, I have astigmatism, uh, which means that things are seen kind of doubly. And so I noticed that my, I couldn't see it. Like things look blurry. And because with astigmatism, your contacts have to be in the exact right spot in order from the, for them to work correctly. So they're weighted and often that weight shifts. So I usually have to move my contacts a little bit to get them to shift. Right. With her finger. With my, I use my finger. <laughs> and so I use my finger to like shift my contacts and I noticed on my left, my right eye worked. And then my left eye, I could feel that I wasn't touching a contact. I was just touching my eye. <laughs> uh-huh. I realized I didn't put my left contact in this morning. Most likely because in the middle of putting in my contacts, a child interrupted me and asked me to do something for them. And then I just forgot that I hadn't put my other contact in. And so I was half blurry vision all at church today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there you go. Sometimes, all the time, kids interrupt you in the middle of things and some things just don't get done. Might not have been the kid's fault, though. Alexis did wear two different colors of shoes to church once (laughs) in college. Pre-kids. I did. Don't buy the same kind of shoes in two different colors. I had a brown pair and a black pair of the exact same shoes, just like regular flats, you know. And we were walking to church and I noticed I had one brown shoe on and one black shoe on. Did you just keep it? No. Uh. I was like, uh, I'm going to go back and change my shoes. I was walking with my friends because we were on campus, you know, had church on campus. So we were walking to church and so I'm like, I'm going to go change my shoes. I'll be right back. That's awesome. <laughs> Number two is not for the uh, easily queasy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't here for this one. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll do this one too. I'm sorry. Both of them are mine. Alan's usually funnier than I am, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> so as we talked about last time, um, we were still potty training Jack. And because I don't want to fully commit, we go back and forth between wearing underwear and a pull-up. And... He had a pull up on and he was talking to me upstairs and he was needed, he needed to go to the bathroom and he went and then he's like, yeah, 
I pooped on train tracks. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, did he poop somewhere? And I'm like looking around and I didn't like they We have a box of train tracks. And so I looked in this box and there's nothing there. And he kept saying that he pooped on train tracks. And I was like, what is he talking about? And so we go downstairs and he walks over. I forgot that we had brought the train table upstairs. So the train table was sitting in the family room and he walks over and sees, see, he walks over to see poops. And there was little poop all on our train table. And I was like, seriously? I was so frustrated. Like, I don't even know when this happened. Like usually he goes into the bathroom or in his pull up, but he usually just doesn't poop in random places, but he actually, pooped on the train tracks. So I had to clean it up and I was really frustrated. Not only that, that was like his third or fourth time he had pooped that day. Like this kid. Crazy. <laughs> poops so much. It drives me crazy. Like why? Why are we pooping so much? It's not okay. I mean, it's punishment for potty training him too late. <laughs> He's just pooping throughout the day. I guess holds it in and lets it out little by little or something. I don't know. It's super frustrating. Ugh. It's disgusting. Because at least you're like, oh, if you get through the one time during the day, at least you don't have to worry about it anymore. You never know with Jack. Nope. All right. So today we are talking about a little something we call the semi-annual companionship inventory. So this was a recommendation by a professor I had in college. Oh, I was going to ask you. I don't even know why we started this or where this came from. This was Alan's idea. So yeah, you learned about it in college? I think so. That's the vague memory I have. I'm pretty terrible at like remembering stuff and especially like remembering when and where I learned stuff. (laughs) I'm lucky to just remember it. So I'm grateful that I remembered. Um, But I'm pretty sure it was some professor. I want to say in my personal finance class, which is a little weird, but. Because when I Google searched companionship inventory of course what came up was preach my gospel because this is a mission so i thought maybe like oh maybe you did this on your mission and you did it from that because we've done other things in our marriage from alan's mission for our church um but anyway i don't know no well on in preach my gospel there was an article that i found and it says how do i use my time wisely this might be a section from the actual book was on lds.org um and, you know, the Preach My Gospel is all about missionary work, but I thought this applied to couples too. It says, you are assigned to do the Lord's work in a specific area. He wants you to watch over your area with love and great care. Your purpose is to help others come unto him through faith, repentance, baptism, and confirmation, and enduring to the end. Do all you can to leave your area stronger than you found it. Meaningful goals and careful planning will help you accomplish what the Lord requires of you. Now they're talking about, you know, areas in, in your mission, but. Yeah, so you might not know. Preach My Gospel is the manual that our missionaries for our church use to help them study and um, know how to be effective. So it's just a handbook. You can look it up online. Um, but it's just a handbook of study and tips for being productive as a missionary. We send 18 and 19-year-old men and women out into the world, and they've never done anything outside of their home. So... It's a helpful guide to help them be successful. But um, this is what it has to say about a companionship inventory, which as a missionary, you're supposed to do once a week. Yeah. And so even though they're talking about the location and where you are, and they're talking about people that you come across, I felt like this was really applicable. Or applicable. Applicable? Applicable. <laughs> applicable. Right <laughs> 
applicable to families too, because you're still, you're teaching your children that you're still teaching them faith, repentance, baptism, and enduring to the end. Um, and you want to leave your children stronger than how they came into your family and prepare them to go out into the world. So I felt like that just really um, applied to our family and to these inventories that we're trying to do. Cause we do inventories, not only for our marriage, but also we make plans and goals for our family. So I came across a blog called Marriage Laboratory, and they talk about doing a companionship inventory once a week because she served a a mission for our church as well. So she talked about the companionship inventory and just kind of went through that. So the first thing they do is they start with a prayer. And then they compliment each other. You always want to start with positive. You've probably heard of the compliment sandwich or something. But you're always like start and end with a compliment. And then in the middle, you put the nasty thing that you really wanted to say. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> like Once you know that, then you start recognizing other people using it. And you're like, oh, they just want to say the nasty thing. And they just found two good things to say. But in general, good idea. I think you kind of go into it if you're doing it weekly This in this way. I think you go into it saying, hey, let's talk about something that didn't go well this week. But Starting with a compliment at least makes it positive. Not like, hey, I only see the negative things you do, but I'm noticing the things that you're doing good too. I get that. So um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Matt Townsend. Uh, He's a a marriage counselor here in Utah. And um, I went, oh, we both went to, I went to a live event that he did once. And then we both went to um, like a date night thing that he did. He does different live events around Utah. And, um, he has really great things to say. So if you ever want to look up, he has a, a website and stuff, um, you can look into, but he talks about stuff like this too, which I hadn't ever heard before. I think this is the first time I had heard this type of thing was from him. Yeah. And then after you've complimented each other, then you can get into your problems and, um, some keys when you're doing that, you should always use I statements, not you, this or you, that, but I feel this way when this happens. Um, so for example, if they're not, if you feel like the other person isn't helping out enough with like getting the house clean, then you, you don't say you never help clean. Um, and we'll get to never in a minute, but (laughs) you say, I feel like you're not helping enough with X cleaning the house. Um, and that way it, that always is going to like take some of the steam out and make it feel less attacking. The other piece of that is to never say never or always these ultimatums. I don't know if we've talked about this, but this was a tough thing for us. (laughs) Alexis comes from an ultimatum family. Um, We say never and always a lot. Not because they mean it, but I think it's just, we all like kind of naturally float that. I, and to say Alexis is the only, I say that all the time when I shouldn't. But when you're talking to your spouse about them, it's really belittling to say always or never. Because you're like, seriously, (laughs) I've never helped take out the trash. I never do the dishes. Really? I never do? Because if I never do, then I never will. Because I might as well get the mileage out of this accusation. You know, it's just so, ugh, I hate it. It's so belittling. The first few months of our marriage... Whenever I would say that, like you never or you always, that's what he would say. say. Really? Really? Never? (laughs) I've never helped. But because he responded that way, I realized that 
okay, he does help, just not as much as I want. So he is helping. And I could see how much it bothered him when I would say never and always. So I stopped. I tried really hard to and not say that. She does really good word. now. I, I can't say never. I never say never. You know, I just kind of yeah. bust out of Justin Biebs there. We I try. will never say never. We, we don't ever <laughs> have to bust out the Biebs. We keep uh, the Biebs tucked far away. <laughs> so I usually don't ever say never or always. I feel like I'm pretty good at that now. Yep, she is. So once you've talked about the problem and you've gotten it out on the table, then it's all about making plans to be better. So you can make a plan together. Mm-hmm. And if you can't figure out a compromise and come up with a plan, um, let it sit for a week. You know, maybe, you know, as you're doing things through the week, you'll see that your spouse is right. Or maybe you will see that you are doing things a certain way and you like it that way or whatever. But it gives you guys both time to think about it and then come back the next week and talk about it more and see if you can find a, yeah. a compromise. Yeah. And this is interesting because I am like, I am not a confrontation person. So my way of handling like difficulties is not to talk about it so directly. So this is really uncomfortable for me. Less so now that we've been married for nine years. <laughs> it's going to come up anyway, so may as well get it out there. Um, but normally in life, like when I was a missionary and I had to do this, I had a couple of companions that I probably should have been more direct with and said, like, this is hard for me when this happens it's so empowering to like work together and fix things, you know, cause problems are never one-sided. It's never, it's almost, there I go. It's almost <laughs> never, um, just one person. And so make it when you're making the plans to be better, don't make it a one person solution, make it a two person solution. If I'm not helping clean up, it's not because I just don't care or I'm like an absentee parent. So tell me, you know, if I'm sitting on the couch when I should be cleaning, let me know and I will do something about it. If I still don't do something, even after you've asked me specifically to help, then we've got a bigger problem. I am a lazy duffer and <laughs> need help. But if I'm just not helping because I didn't think of it or I didn't realize that cleaning time is now, then, you know, then let's talk about it and let's figure out how we're going to fix this. So, um, approach your problems that way. So for us, we, we do this semi-annually and it, it's more than just like a, what problems do you have with me? And <laughs> let's figure out a plan. It's, and I kind of like that. And especially if you're like struggling and you're not connecting, I think that's really good for us. It, it serves a bigger purpose than that. It's more of a, let's just make sure we're still on the right path as a family and as a couple so we talk through just like personal goals, like we talk through. Well, we have it right here. I pulled it up so that we what? could just kind of go through the sections that we do and just what we talk about. We won't say any, I don't know, like not be too specific so we don't want to bore you, but um, just to kind of give you an idea of what we do. And I think because Alan and I are both very easygoing people, we don't get really irritated with each other every week. Yeah. So that's why we don't really do a weekly inventory, but if, I think if you need that in your marriage that you totally should. Yeah. That's just something that we don't really feel like we yeah. need. <laughs> Even every six months, it's not like I'm holding things in for six months. We get to these and I'm like, because some of these questions are like, what am I doing that I could change? And oftentimes I'm like, you could, like, I just, I'm not, I'm probably not critical enough of anybody or anything. Um, 
because we're so easygoing. So I struggle to find one thing to tell her that she could do better um, often. So anyway, a couple of the things that we talk about. Um, first, we ask, we tell each other what they're doing well. It's all about the start with the positive. See, we do that. And then something you can work on. So this is where you have a chance to say like, hey, this is really hard for me. And as our lives and our kids have changed, it's changed a lot. Like mm -hmm. when we were still getting used to having kids at all, it has changed drastically to now when we have a whole army of kids and are struggling to survive. <laughs> oh, sorry. Getting emotional there. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, it, it changes and, and it's been sometimes I would say sometimes we do it and it's like just something little and inconsequential. And other times it's been things like Alexis feeling like I never helped clean. And it's like, wh what? Like, I thought I was totally doing that. And so we've not never just not enough. <laughs> well, it depends on what part of our marriage that we had the conversation. Um, but uh, it was really helpful to talk about it and me to communicate kind of like I just did. Like, I want to help. I just don't know when or how to help sometimes. So if I'm not helping, it's not because I don't want to. And like for me coming up with a plan, like usually when the kids go to bed, I go around and clean up the house. Like I just start picking up things and Alan doesn't necessarily know that that's my routine, that kids are in bed. Now it's time to clean up. And so just letting him know like, Hey, when, after we put the kids to bed, could you help me just clean up the living room and the kitchen and just put things away? Cause I like it organized because that way in the morning, it's not like I'm going to spend my whole morning cleaning up the house. Just letting him know that he's like, Oh, okay. And then he, you know, helps me clean up. So sometimes he's just not aware of what. I'm trying to do. Yep. And if I am sitting on the couch because I'm recovering from having five <laughs> kids all day. Then you have five kids all day? All day. <laughs> oh, you're a stay-at-home dad? No, but I still have the kids. <laughs> you don't see you, the kids. You don't stop having kids when you go to work. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> yeah. So the stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Also, we are just thinking we save these as a Google Doc. And so we have all we'll of our... give these to posterity so they can see all our problems <laughs> no, someday. I... But seriously, we will. Oh, okay. Totally. Put it in a book. Totally. <laughs> a little shutterfly. Here you go. <laughs> I'd want to read this if my parents had this. I guess it would be interesting just to see our different phases of life yeah. and stuff. But I like that we save it because... It gives us a chance to look at what we did six months ago, like what our goals were, what the things were. We can go back and see if we really did make changes, if we've improved. I'm just looking at our next se section is we have a financial section. We were talking about things we were going to do to our house in Wisconsin. Obviously, we're six not Six months ago, <laughs> we thought we were living in Wisconsin. Now we were like, we've oh, been in Utah for two we months. We need to save up for our, our a fence for our yard and all this stuff and now we have a fence in Utah. So, yep. <laughs> so things change in, in six months, you know, things that you weren't expecting come up. So sometimes yep. the things you were working on are no longer applicable and that's okay. You just adjust. Yep. So we've got a section on finances. We've got a section on spirituality. So that's like, you know, are we studying the scriptures like we should? Are we, you know, we go to our temples, um, Luckily, we have one seven minutes away now before the yes. closest one was in Chicago. Um, it's almost three hours away. So that's a place where we um, worship and learn, um, but it's like a non-Sunday thing. And it's just as often as you want. And so 
we have we set goals of how often we want to go. So we check in and say like, are we doing good enough? Are we are we doing enough? And now our goals will be significantly different because we expect to go a lot more now that we're seven minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about our kids and are we are they where we hope they are spiritually and are we doing what we should do to help them do that. We talk about socially. It's really easy as parents of small armies to forget to be social with each other and with friends. And so we have a goal to have people over to our house regularly. Um, And that what regularly means has changed dramatically over the years, Mm -hmm. depending on where we're at and how young our youngest kid is generally. (laughs) Um, We have a section on entertainment. Mm -hmm. So these are things um, like, is our family watching appropriate television and movies, you know, the entertainment that we're allowing in our home. Um, also things we do as a family, um, activities outside of the home. Like, are we, we want to be a, um, physically active family. And so, you know, are we doing hikes? Are we doing activities that allow us to exercise and, and move our bodies and stuff like that? So, um, that's part of our entertainment. And I also have like a section of, for, for the next six months, like these are different trips we'd like to take or different things that we would like to see and make those a goal. And then we have a family section. So in here we have our, from our kids perspective, are we doing fun things? We want our kids to like our family and like to be with our family. So we talk about that. We've made a point of saying, is dad taking them out to do fun things? Cause I want to be involved in my kid's life. And Alexis has a lot of the time. So I want to make sure I'm doing that. And I want a break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. Sometimes on the weekends, I just want some time by myself. So this is Alan's time to take the kids out, which, by the way, you haven't done in a while. You're right. Just saying. <laughs> I tried to yesterday and you came with us. So shame on you. Well, you need to be more like, hey, I'm going to take the kids. You stay home. Well, we are not having oh. an inventory right now. <laughs> it's hard because we're talking about it. Do I never do that? No. You just haven't done it in a while. It felt like a never statement. (laughs) I didn't say never. I know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, that's ours. I I would be shocked if anybody else's was just like this. But because it's very much us and it's changed for us. Um, But I think the concept and hopefully kind of giving you an overview of what we do is helpful. Um, anything else you would share? Yeah. Chipping. No, I, uh, yeah, I think as a couple that you decide, you know, what are your goals? What do you, what do you want to work on together? Um, write them down and go back to them in, you know, you could do six months like us. You could do every month, you could do every three months, once a year, whatever. Um, I think it's important as a couple and for your marriage to make goals together in all different aspects of your life. And I think that helps keep you stronger. And so, I would, I would just encourage you to, you know, come up, come up with some goals and do your own companionship inventory whenever you feel like, um, you need to. And I would set like, we do a to-do list and we set up a reminder in our to-do list to appear every six months to remind us to do this because otherwise we would definitely forget. So write it down on your calendar, make a little pop-up to do whatever to, um, continue to do it. So you don't forget. That, my friends, is the first ever Alexis wrap-up. <laughs> yes. Well done. 
like a Thank pro, you. like you've been doing it your whole life. I'm the worst at wrap up. That's why Alan does it. Nope. You just <laughs> nailed it. So thanks for joining us. Follow us on Instagram. We're at PIRL Podcast or Alexis Tanner Lane. And you can tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. You can email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash P-I-R-L. That's where you can choose to support our podcast if you so choose. It would be awesome. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Still a lot of you do not subscribe. Just random one offers. So welcome. <laughs> this is your first time. Welcome. Again, <laughs> or just subscribe. That's what you do on podcasts. Yeah. That's how you podcast. <laughs> I'm confused by you. If you aren't sure how well i guess subscribe you just push the button to subscribe yep but if you aren't sure how to leave us a rating um which we also need more ratings um yeah we have a little link that you can click to click on in the show notes that tells you how to do it because it can be confusing in itunes so this tells you how to do it and as always a special thanks to our small army for being kids <laughs> like all of a sudden she's like my nails are getting long Oops, we're quick. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs>